Hello, this is Pastor John Blossom of South Meriden Trinity United Methodist Church. This is a re-recording of the announcement, sermon, and prayers from our Sunday, May 6th worship service. We hope that you enjoy it. Two key announcements. We want to make sure that you're aware of our pancake breakfast, Saturday, May 12th, from 8 to 11. And from 9 to 3 on Saturday, March 19th, we have our vendor craft and tag sale for the community. If you're a community member, please sign up and sell things at our craft at our community tag sale if you'd like. And coming up on Thursday, May 17th, at the Meriden Public Library, there will be a panel discussion including myself and representatives from our local synagogue and mosque talking about the relationship between faith and science. Enjoy the sermon and the prayers. Please be seated. Thank you for coming here today to worship our God together, a God who is love. I want to repeat those words, which come to us today from the New Testament, written by a Christian community formed by the Apostle John. God is love. No ifs, ands, or buts. This statement sounds so simple that we might think that it's silly, that it makes God sound like a sissy, a powerless God, but nothing could be further from the truth. The only thing that will save us from ourselves, from the world, and from sin and death is the God who is love. And the only way that we can find the salvation of the God who is perfect love is to live a life that casts out fear as our God and makes the God of love the ruler of our souls forever. Would you pray with me, please? Loving, caring God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we know that you are love, and we know how much we need your love to grow in faith together. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Fear. It's a word that we don't really like to talk about, right? I'm sure that we all prefer to talk about love, and we'll get there, but let's start with fear, because if we hope to have a faith that can really conquer our fears, a a faith that will really make a difference in our lives, a faith that will grow God's church, then we must be honest about the enemy of a saving faith. Fear. Fear in itself is not bad. Fear is just an emotion, our our God-given ability to react to things that might hurt us. If we were to be people in ancient times living in caves and we heard a lion growling outside of our cave, then we had a good reason to be afraid, amen? We might die or or get hurt very badly if we went out to that lion. The the lion would probably not be in a the mood for a conversation, would it? No, the lion would probably be in the mood for dinner with 
us on the menu, right? The emotion of fear is a real thing. When we're being beaten or abused, fear can be very real, and its causes must be addressed right away. But what we fear is not always so real. You see, our bodies are still wired like those ancient cave dwellers, but we no longer live in caves. And so, our emotion of fear gets applied to all sorts of things that we don't have to do with lions, like not being able to pay the bills, like having to tell the truth to someone when we know that that person won't want to hear what we have to say, like being judged by someone as being less than because of what we've said or done. These are big fears, but they are not lions. They will not eat us alive. And then there's what some people call FOMO, fear of missing out, wondering if we'll be as happy or as socially acceptable as we want to be if we don't buy the latest gadget or clothes or movies or get our families into the best homes or get our kids into the best schools or get the most expensive care for ourselves or our family. When you think of it, most of our economy is based on fear. Fear makes false lions seem real, the imaginary lines of our passions feasting on our souls until whole nations bend to the will of sin and fall into ruin. When Franklin Delano Roosevelt became president of the United States in 1933, one in four Americans were out of work, and a third were in danger of starving. Our financial system was on the edge of complete collapse. There was a real danger that our democratic government might fall into the hands of communists or fascists. Yet Roosevelt understood that the real enemy of our nation was fear. When he spoke to the nation at his inauguration, in the very opening of his speech, he addressed the nation's real problem head on. He said, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, nameless unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. This kind of fear is the enemy of our faith, nameless, unreasoning, unjustified fear. We live in a culture that makes these fears our gods. Advertising is designed to slip past our conscious minds and to trigger fears in us that we cannot even name, fears so great that we will pay for them to go away. Cable news stations focus on the topics that they know will trigger these nameless fears so that they can sell more ads for products that trigger our fears. Experts in politics feed people information that trigger fears, Fears that make us go to war with our neighbors 
and even with our friends in faith, so that nations will become weak, trapped in unjustified fears. People who sell alcohol, addictive substances, and weapons go out of their way to make these dangerous things as plentiful and as cheap as possible so that our addictions can drug us into never letting go of our unnamed, unreasoning, unjustified fears. My sisters and brothers in Christ, my brothers and sisters in Christian faith, we live in a world that sells fear to us like never before so that we will sin like never before and so that we will be more afraid to turn to the God of love for forgiveness and strength than ever before. And we know when we are afraid to turn to the God of love for strength and forgiveness because 1 John 4.18 tells us what we do when our fears deny God's love. We become punishers. We hurt others. And we hurt ourselves again and again. We go for a quick bash at our, at our imaginary lions rather than trust that the God of perfect love is far stronger than our fears, helping us to face all of our lions with the courage and peace of loving the truth of who we are and how we are. We can only do it in God's perfect love. And God is always ready to help us to find and to conquer our fears in God's perfect love. Of course, none of us is ever perfect ourselves. But Methodism's founder, John Wesley, had a firm belief that God's grace invites our faith to grow so that we can all find the perfection of God's love in our hearts. That is our Methodist mission as people of Christian faith. God's warming of our hearts and faith is the first hint of what perfect love from God's grace calls us to become. God invites us to seek out God's perfect love again and again with others so that we can begin to make our family of faith look like God's family of faith, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the source of all perfect love. And as we grow in our faith together, we get ready to let go of our imaginary lions as the illusions that they are and to face our real lions with courage and hope. To be fearless in God's love, we must practice fearing less in God's love. And to practice fearing less, we must do as 1 John 4.19 tells us, love as God does because and only because God first loved us in Jesus. When I was at Hartford Seminary, one of my classmates was a monk from Ethiopia, Nawai. His monastery was way far away at the edge of the desert in his country. Their traditions date back to the earliest times that Christianity reached their land. And one of their traditions is to travel into the desert alone on long journeys, as Jesus did after he was baptized. The monks pray in the desert, 
talking to the God of perfect love, feeding only on the God of perfect love for days and days. After one of these long journeys in the desert, my friend was returning to his monastery. He could see the buildings in the distance, and then, out of the brush, a lion appeared, a very real lion. Just a few feet away from him. The lion looked at him, and he looked at the lion, perhaps afraid, as any person might be, but filled with the perfect and real love of God. They looked at one another for quite some time, and then the lion walked past him quietly, disappearing into the brush. Perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love comes only from God, and God's perfect love comes to us perfectly only through faith in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, our Christ. A simple man who came to us as God's very own self, love in human flesh perfectly, so that we could never, ever doubt God's love. We know that in fear there is no love because the world has seen for all time in the risen Jesus that everything in fear dies and everything in God's perfect love will live forever. Perfect love drives out fear because God is not a punishing God, but a God who will help us to escape the punishing truth of our sins, a God who truly, truly wants us to be saved from our sins and to save the world from the lions of death now and forever. The perfect love of God waits for us in abundance There's more perfect love from God than we can ever imagine, but we must practice imagining it and using it again and again and again together until we have the confidence of children of God that we will be willing to do anything to keep it, to grow it, and to share it with everyone who needs it. Put aside your fears of needing God's love more than you want to admit. We all need to do this every day. And grow with us every day in God's perfect love forever. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Loving, gracious God, healer of the earth, Redeemer of all things and all people, transformer of everything above and beyond our imagination that you offer to us in perfect love. We thank you for your everlasting love in our lives. We ask for your forgiveness for when our fears have overwhelmed us and we have become blind to your love and open to the punishment of others and ourselves, that becomes our sin. Forgive us, we pray, O Lord, and be with us in our weakness, in our illness, and with those who are oppressed, 
for those who are at the edge of the end of life and for those who mourn those who have passed into your kingdom. Be with us in everlasting love that your love may drive out all of our fears and that we may trust that you are with us now and forever. As we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our charge to keep this week, God gives us perfect love through faith. Why not use it every day? Why not help it to grow in others every day? Let's do that together today and always. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God say, now and forever, loudly and joyfully, Amen. Have a blessed week.